podcast. That's Ralph Pizarro of Cultural Napoli Club. We just rant about Napoli. We'll just, um, let's go for it. We're going to rant. We're going to match report. We're going to talk about the games. We're going to talk about topics. You leave comments and we'll read your comments out. Question. All right. Quick stats. Yes. Throw the stats up there. On to a nice little segment that we're going to call the Beast of the Match. The who is beast in it for the Napoli team? Let's see. But follow us on Facebook. Rafael Rispo, Ralph Pizarro. Twitter at RafaNapoli83. That's me. I'm CNC USA 26. I want some feedback to the show. What do you guys want to see? What do you want to see? Yeah. Left of? This is just going to be a show for you guys, too. I want a lot of comments. We want to rant about something. Let us know if you want us to rant and, about and something. I promise but... you we're not going to agree on everything all the time. We won't. We're we won't. each other every now and then. Come and rant. This is what it's for. We want to give you a space to let loose so you can do it here. Well, that's going to do it, Ralph. You know, were we boring enough for you? I don't know. I think we were great. Uh, let's get to it. And benvenuti, fellas and bellas all over the world. Welcome to another episode of the Raf and Raf Rant. My name is Raf Biz, joined by my co-host, the Vicar of Vesuvius, Rafa Rispo. What's up? What's up? What's up, Raf Biz? Man, hey, round two, right? We get we round have some today. pulling double duty today, aren't we? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We were. We had Patrick Kendrick, the man in the house uh, earlier today. Uh, right. came by for a few, right? And also, I mean, like right before he went to go call the Lazio game, the Lazio Venezia game, he was here with us talking a little bit. Hellas Verona, Napoli, super cool guy, super fun. Uh, definitely check it out on our YouTube channel. Yes, wow. sir. Yes, sir. It, it seemed like he was from his house, right? Was, yeah. I'm wondering. I'm wondering if he's doing solo games from his house, and then when he hooks up with his uh, broadcast colleagues, he goes into a studio. But whatever. Uh, it was literally before, right before the Lazio game. Uh, so uh, we're very thankful for Patrick for joining us today. Uh, but we have a couple other guests, don't we, today, Ralph? Oh, we do. We have two very special guests joining today. You know them. You love them from the Renaissance chat. Oh, boys, they are both in Canada right now. We got uh, we got two of our good friends together right now. Let's just bring them out. No delay. Here they are, Vincenzo Batillo and Francesco. How are Let's you? Oh, here we go. They're together. They're together. That's that. what, that's what I'm so happy to see. You got Napoli Club Toronto and Tri-State Napoli Club. Together for the first time, Fran Valenti has visited uh, Toronto, Canada, and uh, thanks guys for for joining us. Um, first and foremost, Fran, we talked off the air. We know you're having a marvelous time, but why don't you tell all the viewers and listeners how how you're doing out there up in uh, up in the frozen tundra? <laughs> yes, yes, um, yeah. So, like I said, first night is when I really. Uh, met everybody, um, and it was just a great night. You know, Joe Fischetti, Luca Lombardi, Carmino was there. Obviously, yes. epic picture, epic picture. Yes. Steph Chalky. Um, tonight, I met Sereno with Vincenzo. We had dinner and dessert. Everybody is, like, just top class. The hospitality is unbelievable. Uh, everyone is beyond friendly here. Um, like, make me feel welcome. As everyone's made me feel at home. Everyone's great. Like I can't, I can't say enough nice things. And uh, I remember at the meet, like when Ando said, "Nice to meet you." But I mean, bro, I've been talking to you every day for God knows how long. 
you know, like it feels like we've known each other for so long. That's how I feel with, with these guys up here, like instant connection, um, instant, like feeling like that I've honestly never experienced before. Cause I mean, besides maybe like an online chick, I really have no personal connections with through social media. <laughs> so I mean, you know, this, this is definitely cool and a unique experience. And, uh, I'm so happy I came great time so far. Awesome, guys. Man, I really wish I was there with you, man. Honestly, man. We got to make it all happen. Hey, you guys are all both welcome and everybody. We're all one big Nopoli family. So anytime, you just let us know and uh, we'll show you the town. Uh, oh, man. Cer certainly going to happen. I get top bunk. But, yeah, certainly going to happen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> any any cool restaurants you visited? I know we spoke about that. You know, we love food here on the ranch. So. Yeah. First well, night, tell me one. Yeah, tell me one. First night we did the famous uh, Pizzeria Oro di Napoli because that was the big Napoli get together. So I mean, okay. it, it had it had to be done. You know, what else? You, where else are you gonna go? Of course. Uh, today, today we were in uh, Chinatown. We hit up a famous um, dim sum place, and then we actually ate some ramen with uh, Mr. Sereno Ooh. this after this evening. Oh, so right. yeah, you know, we've been, we've been feasting around. We got some gelato. Yeah. We got you know. We're going around the world with our foods. Yeah. That's nice. Nice. Fun. Like a little Canadian international. It's a Napoli multicultural Napoli. city, you know? So Love it. we had to do our Napoli thing first, but now we're, we're being a bit more adventurous, you know? Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's Let me ask you this really quick. Where did you guys, where'd you guys watch the match from yesterday? We watched it at my place 90 or yeah, it was 10 AM, but really 9 AM. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, it, it was, it was great. We, we were very hungover. I slept maybe an hour, an hour and a half. I did not get a lot of sleep either. No, <laughs> uh, we yeah. knew that was. That's was, when you're having a good time, right? Yeah, <laughs> I was in my bed just wired. Yeah, we we knew um, we couldn't miss a, our only chance to watch a game together, especially such an important game. So, yeah. What's going on, Zeno? Awesome. Well, that sounds like a good time, man. We certainly. Uh, Certainly got to do it one day together. But, guys, big game this weekend. Um, we'll, I mean, lots of controversy, lots of happiness, lots of anger, lots of different emotions kind of flowing around this one. Uh, but Napoli do get the win. Uh, it was Napoli-Verona. We played uh, in Verona, uh, and we were able to crank out a 2-1 to one, uh, win with two goals coming from Victor Osinhem. Where do we start? I mean, there's lots well, of things. Let's start in the game, right? Let's start in the performance, Rafa. Yeah, I think I think maybe a fitting place to start is the change in tactics and formation. Um, you know, when we get to, uh, we'll get to all the goals and the happenings in the match soon. But I mean, I, I I'm really excited to have seen the four three three. I don't think it was much of a secret of who was going to get the nod. Uh, Zielinski need, ha, had a, a much needed rest. Insigne uh, needs to sit and figure whatever Insigne needs to figure out. Um, and uh, uh, everybody pretty much knew who was starting the match. Um, it was just the formation was a little bit surprising when when I uh, when I actually got to see the four three three. I really liked Angisa and Lobotka in there with Fabian. I mean. I think it. I think it's very telling that this formation works with this club. You know, uh, uh, you know the four three three of this. You know, we bring up the Saudi days as much as I don't want to. You have to. You know, um, I think with certain members of this club, four three three works pretty well. Uh, and and if you ask me, we've seen we've seen it unfold in front of us on the pitch. Um, there was a lot of good play on the wing. You know, we found Osimhen very well. 
And I think um, I think that should be um, the formation going forward. But if you saw the video with Patrick Hendrick, um, uh, if you haven't, go check it out. But he outlines how uh, this could be a situation where Spalletti changes formations based on what team we're playing. And this, for me, was the for- right formation against Verona, obviously, because we, we took the 2-1-W. Uh, Benny, what say you about this formation? Yeah, I think that a change was needed. Um, as much as I love, you know, the, the usual uh, formation and Insigne and Zielinski is one of my favorite players, but it was it was quite telling that they were either out of form or a little tired. And Angisa for me, it has been sorely missed, especially in the in the games against physical opponents, such as Inter. And so I just think that, you know, Hellas Verona is a very physical opponent and having someone like Angisa in the middle of the park just gives you that added security. He's able to hold on to the ball, carry it, and just, and, you know, you mentioned the Sari football. And if you think about it, Hamsik Jorginho Alan is, is, is similar in a way, characteristically, Fabian is, in a way, Hamsik-esque in the sense that he gets up and scores. Lobovka is, in a way, Jorginho-esque in that he's a metronomic player. And Angisa is different to Alan, but they have some of the same characteristics. And I, I actually felt that that was like almost the evolution of that kind of uh, midfield. Certainly. Certainly, it was definitely good to have Anguisa back now. We really needed him, and uh, Spalletti's able to kind of plug him into this new system, and he still was going to get He was definitely one of the top players for me this game. Um, his physical presence, we definitely missed it. Uh, you know, his ability to to um, dispossess people, his toughness, and even his runs forward. I mean, he's, he's, he's shown a little bit of that throughout the whole season, but I was really impressed how, how he's able to kind of get down the field. He's not the fastest per se, but he gets there. He gets from A to B pretty quick, you know. Fran, what were you thinking? I know, um, you know, as far as formation goes, were you impressed with it? You think it's something they should stick with? Yeah, um, I did like the formation change for sure. I thought that two things happened as a result of playing Lobotka with Angisa. I thought the wingers were more involved um, in an attacking sense. Polidano got the um, the assist, which obviously shows he was a little more involved, although I didn't think he had an amazing game. And um, also what it allowed was for Di Lorenzo to be more of an attacking threat. We haven't seen that out of him in a long time. But Di Lorenzo, definitely more so than, you know, Rui would, you know, get deeper into the box, um, like at the edge of the area, get inside and cut onto his left foot like we saw a couple times yep. uh, previously and, you know, hit some balls across the six, like on the ground or cutbacks. So I thought with the stability that Lobotka and Angisa gave the, the team overall, it allowed mm-hmm. for the wingers to get higher, take ch- t- more chances, excuse me, and for Di Lorenzo to get up higher and take chances as well. Um, so it was it was nice to see he was an additional threat in that game. I'm going to read a comment out from Gaetano here because he has said it often, and uh, we certainly agree with him on the show. Uh, Gaetano Salazzo says, uh, Mr. Presidente Principale, I told you this team is built for the wingers to be aggressive had to change and i agree and and we we even saw like that link up again between like di lorenzo and palatano that was so effective in the beginning of the season i i mean it it, it generated so much offense so many chances and we saw a little bit it was like old you know it was like old times again uh with with with, uh palatano and di lorenzo so that was one thing i'm super happy to see on the wings now lozano I, you know, I don't want to knock the guy. I mean, he he's coming off this this another injury. Uh, this is his first game starting in what maybe 
two months, month, I don't know, some who knows anymore, but it's it's been a little while. I wouldn't say he was quite the most effective, but maybe it wasn't it wasn't an, an incredible performance by him, but I thought he did add something. I think he freed up a lot of space for Victor. He added that extra counter threat. And um, it's just, for me, it was more his final touch that let him down. But other than that, I actually thought he had a decent game. Nothing crazy. Not a mm. 7 out of 10. But I thought he, he added a little bit of something different. And uh, I think whenever he's there with with Victor, it, it's like, you know, it's, it's hard to mark both of those guys. And um, it's not right. a coincidence, I don't think, that Victor scored two goals, uh, you know, with, with uh, Lozano starting. Even though, right. even though Lozano himself... Didn't have you know an incredible game. You know, I, I, I Rafa, do you want to add? Because I, I have, I have a criticism when I was watching uh, Lozano play. I do have a little criticism that reminded me of something that may have happened last year. I want to touch on it real quick, and then we'll, maybe we can move on to another player. But remember last season when Gattuso was like, you know, Chucky's rolling around on the floor like a like a like a child. Remember that? Like he needs to toughen up. And mm -hmm. stop. I kind of saw that a little bit yesterday. I kind of saw him starting to, he was just getting knocked over left and right. I don't know if he was trying to draw fouls. I don't know if maybe he's just hurt. I, I, but I remember Gattuso giving the guy Grinta, and that's when he went on this kind of run with scoring. And it was right after he said, You got to stop rolling on the floor like a little baby. Did you see any of that at all? Or am I just going crazy? A little bit of. I don't know weakness. Anybody maybe in, maybe know? a little bit, maybe a little bit. I I I mean, I saw a lot of it. I don't think Sorry. he had the best game he's had, but I think he's been he had a better game than than lately than as of late. If that makes any sense, um, yeah, let's agree. not forget he's fresh off an of injury. You know, his first his first few minutes back were you know in the Milan match, um, you know, and and this is his first start in God knows how long. Um, two concussions this season and, and, you know, the muscular injury after that, um, I, I don't want to make too many excuses, but I think it's worth mentioning that this, this guy, along with the fact that Spalletti, uh, until yesterday really couldn't find good use for the, for all the wingers, not just Lozano, not just Politano, but, you know, Insigne and when Elmas plays on the wing too, like you've noticed that Elmas is, best performances come more centrally this season. And um, I think that has a lot to do with it because, you know, again, Politano hasn't had the best se season as well. Insignia is uh, on a down slope, some may say, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that has a lot to, to do with the fact that Lozano is just not having the best of times right now. I, I don't subscribe to the fact that he, you know, he doesn't fit into the squad or he doesn't, he should be sold or he, he, he right. he's still, he's still getting used to city off from the Eredivisie. I think he's, I think he's a fine player. I think he'll be fine. Um, but that being said, I mean, yesterday, not for nothing, he, he had a couple, he had some impressive numbers. I mean, 14 out of 15 passes made, you know, uh, two key passes, uh, four recovered balls, you know, um, uh, uh, five one-on-one -on -one wins. So, like, I, I mean, it's I not, agree. it's not terrible. No. It's it's not great, but it's not terrible either. He wasn't very good going forward. Um, 
Uh, but you know, you didn't really hear his name until really late in the match. But I think he he quietly contributed yesterday. Um, you know, not enough to be noteworthy, but uh, you know, maybe he's got to get back into his groove too. You know, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt, Rafa, for tonight. But I, I, I he's got to like produce. No, oh, yeah, 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 produce. yeah, yeah, like stay off the floor. I I feel like sometimes he needs a little bit of this micromanagement to get him going. I'd like him to take the bulls by the horn, stay up because he's fast. He was so there was I forgot which play it was that. I mean, the guy went from midfield to the box. It be him and Victor like instantaneously. It was it was beautiful. I just want to see that. I want to see a little more balance, a little bit more toughness. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He has to get back in form, but I need him with that grinta that he showed last year when Gattuso was screaming chuki 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 all day on the sideline. But moving on. Um we spoke about Palatana. We spoke about. Should we do a beast of the match early today? I, I feel like. Do Did you want to get in straight into that or or? Why not? Listen. Wh- 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 why don't we mention the goals first? Then we'll get to beast. Okay. Of let's go. Let's go to the goals. Right. Yeah. So uh, the first goal in the nineteenth minute, right? Uh, or no, sorry, the thirteenth minute. Um, pretty much like the product of a uh, lapse in concentration from Verona because we threw the ball in. We get the ball to uh, Politano, who gets a nice, beautiful cross to, to Lozano. And what do you know? Lozano in the mi- – I mean, I'm sorry, Ossiman, not Lozano. Ossiman. And what do you know? Ossiman in the middle of a freaking box connects on a corner and blasts it past a keeper for 1-0. Uh, beautiful cross by Politano. Beautiful oh, yeah. header by, by, you know, the more this guy wears this mask, he can head the ball into the back of the net, you know. That's what I've been saying. He's got a broken face, and he's heading balls in left and right. Right. Like, if I was his mother, I'd be worried sick right now. Like, Victor, don't, don't do that. <laughs> it's almost don't like he only wants to score headers after the injury just to prove a point. I love it. Right. Uh, right. I mean, he. I'm definitely – like, Air Victor is such a such a – fitting oh, it's a thing. like nickname yeah. for a man for sure. like this guy i mean i've seen it before but lately it's it's all he's been doing is end the ball it seems like um fran how we how, how you know how did all him come across you today i mean uh for, for that game you know what impression did he give you ah uh, the same impression he's been giving for a while except he got some service this game huh yeah. um, i mean at the end of the day that's what it came down to we did more in the first half first 20 minutes even than we did in the whole match against Milan in terms of attacking threat. And when you give Oziman chances to score, you know, he's he's going to put a couple in or at least one in. He's definitely raw a little bit finishing-wise. I think he's young and has a lot of room to clean his game and improve. Right. But, I mean, he's hungry, he's tenacious, he's fearless, and he puts in the work, and he did. He has been the last few games, but the service has been lacking. The attacking threat chances created – it's gone a little stale. The creativity's gone down a bit, I'd say, too. But this match, we gave him the service that he needed from, uh, you know, outside play, whether it was a winger in Politano for the first one or Di Lorenzo uh, for the second on the tap-in. But, you know, that's what happens when, when you attack more, you're more aggressive, and you serve him. Your, your chances of putting the ball in the back of the net are going to go up tenfold. 100%. Uh, Vinny? Yeah, I mean, actually, the night before the game, we went out with my buddy who's a Juventino, and I called it, you know, Victor Dopieta. I just had a feeling that he was going to cook against uh, Verona. And when it actually happened, we were, like, flabbergasted. But, um, you know, I just think that um, 
Fran was making this point. I mean, how many points has Victor won for us? Like, like it's crazy how many points he's won for us. He's been very decisive. There's a lot of strikers, and we all know their numbers are great, but how many have, uh, like, they're scoring the third goal or they're scoring three, four goals in one game? But Victor, I mean, his goals per points winning ratio is insane. He steps up mm -hmm. in the big moments and he wins us games and he, he saves. Napoli so many times he, he gets the decisive goals, you know, and, and, you know, we won with two of his goals in, in this game, which was incredible. I think that uh, he's won us like 16 points as of right now, because I believe going into the match, it was 13 and obviously Milan, he didn't do anything, right. he didn't get a point out of it. So I'm pretty sure he's at 16. Right yeah. I, th I think, uh, I think our in all, in all earlier... competitions. No, well, in yeah. yeah. No, he's done even more in Europa. In like Europa, the Leicester game, too. he saved us with the late double. In Leicester, yeah. I mean, well, so so one point, yes, but there, there's a stat that uh, I think Patrick Kendrick put out there um, that Victor Osimhen has uh, Napoli have won every match that Victor Osimhen has scored in in Serie A. Um, there were matches Victor scored in in the Europa League where we did not win the match, right. but every match Victor Osimhen gets a goal in in Serie A, we win. So. Uh, you know, that's something to be said there, man. And, 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 you know, the second goal comes from, uh, you know, Cecchidini who, who's on a red, who should have gotten, a, a, a another yellow, I'm sorry, who's on a yellow, who should have gotten another yellow by kicking the ball into the stands. But the, the referee lets play continue because a quick throw in again. And, um, this time, uh, Di Lorenzo, uh, yes, Di Lorenzo on the side, perfect placement on the ground to Ossiman. Now Ossiman gets the ball at his feet. And puts it in one time, and uh, that's a two-nil. You know, uh, uh, another great goal. Uh, this one is where Osman grabs a camera and takes a picture of the Kuvasud. You know, probably yes. to you know send them a little message too. Like I got you. Unless he was taking a picture of the Napoli fans. That I think traveled. it was. A, I but, think it was the Kuvasud. Yeah. It was Napoli fans. Okay. Yeah, it was uh, all ultra sack. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, he was on. Listen, he's been under a lot of criticism lately, uh, and especially from Igor Tudor. We won't mention the Fadaoni goal. One, one uh, nice goal header. Uh, nothing, nothing you could do. Um, so two one was the was the final. Um, Tudor and his comments towards Osimhen versus Vlaovic. Now we mentioned this to Patrick too. Uh, a Balkan like 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 Vlahovic, so favoritism there for sure. Uh, ex Juventino now Verona manager, he's gonna you know uh, he's gonna uh, uh, praise his uh, you know his kind you know it's his it's his fellow region mate with with his you know club of his heart I guess you could say. Um, nine times out of ten, Vlahovic is preferred over Osimhen, but. Osimhen uh, took a lot of offense to the, that comment, if you ask me, and uh, more than made up for for uh, you know all that stuff. So, what do you guys feel about that? How do you feel about Osimhen taking the the criticism from Tudor and um, you know kind of stuffing it down his throat this time? Who do you want to hear from first? Either one of you, uh, Vin. Okay. Uh, first of all, I'll just say I read a beautiful uh, saying uh, someone put on Twitter, and I think it was. Uh, you know, there's a Napolitan saying, and in English, it's you know, don't if you it warns you not to spit in the air, otherwise it, it will come back and hit you. Right. In the face. And right. Uh, I think that's you don't spit in the wind, basically. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean, you know, I mean, it's like it's like real athletes with a strong mentality. They're like Michael Jordan in the documentary. Like they they use that stuff. So 
you're you're just feeding the beast by by saying that. And like, go ahead if, if you want to criticize Victor before every game. I hope I hope every uh, opposition coach does the same thing because I have a feeling that uh, you know that fired him up even more. And you know, keep doing it. Yes. It works for me. <laughs> 100% with Vin there. I mean, this I think this guy loves to prove people wrong. Uh, he's had to do it most of his career. If you really look at like his like biography, if, if you look at his history, he constantly had to prove himself. Oma said it himself. I mean, it, it came out of his own mouth, and he said how much he's had to done, whether it be injury, sickness, just, just overall talent. He's had to do a lot. And um, remember last year, you haven't seen nothing yet when he came back from the injury and – he was right. We didn't see anything yet because he went on a tear, and I think what he scored ten goals or something in the last in the in the, in the last like uh, we could you know, use that this time. Games. We could use we that can use this it. time. Go ahead, go ahead. Talk all you should. Talk all the shit you want. We don't mind. We eat that all day, and we use it to our advantage. And Victor is certainly one of those guys. He's been an absolute beast lately. I mean, Napoli have been struggling, maybe to offensively to put some things together but that guy is running the whole game him and mario Rui. i'm gonna i'm taking mario he's back this week because like people have been saying some pretty nasty comments about the guy and yes okay we need a left back but the guy's been he's been doing his job decently all right and our defense is not the re if anything our defense is the reason why we're still in this damn fight we're in this race so let's let's just back up from Rui a little bit and focus on some other things uh, and one of those things is, is Ozinem getting back to his scoring ways and these wingers, you know, gelling again, connecting again and connecting the dots uh, so we can get goals. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about Fabian maybe before we get to the to the beast. Well, let, okay. let Fran just give me Fran, yeah, I'm sorry. Fran, get in there. Um, well, I forgot the question. I'm sorry. Well, about about, about, Ozyman, about oh, Tudor's comments towards Tudor Ozyman. and all that. Yeah. Got you. Yeah, I mean, um, I are we getting into the whole Vlavic Oziman debate or no? Whatever do it, do it, because like here's here's my thing, Fran. I'm not doubting Vlahovic's abilities, talents. He's a great player. He's probably one of the best in the league, if not the best. But right. you you know, to say he's better than Oziman, I think is a little premature. I think is uh, you know, is is not fair. What do you say? Um, I say that if I had to pick between one or the other uh, at the moment, I'd probably pick Vlaovic. I remember um, the poll going out there by Martino Puccio, like the Milan, um, the Milan yeah. guy. Whatever. Uh, I think Oziman has a higher ceiling than Vlaovic, and I think he's a better athlete than Vlaovic for sure. But I just think because of the injuries and him being in and out while Vlaovic has consistently been healthy – and scoring, that's the only reason why right now I would I would just say I'd pick Vlaovic. But I don't that doesn't mean that I think he's better. I think that if Oziman were to stay healthy for a long period of time, he'd put up better numbers than Vlaovic because he doesn't take pens also, Oziman, yet at least. Uh he's definitely better in the air than Vlaovic. He moves differently than pretty much any player that I've ever seen. He moves like extremely uniquely. Um, so he moves different than Vlaovic too. And, um, they're both strong players, even though that Vlaovic has a little bit of a, you know, like, you know, more muscle to him and Oziman's more lanky. He's still like strong as hell. So tough, tough as nails. With, all the pace, with all the pace he has, like, and the attributes of getting off like high and stuff, he still has a lot of strength, man. So, well, so you mentioned earlier that, um, Ossiman's, uh, uh, final touch, like his, his, 
his shot needs to be refined a little bit. You his, his eye for goal. Do you yeah. think Vlahovic is there now, and that's what kind of separates them at this moment? I think. Oh, I think Vlahovic at at the moment is definitely a better finisher. I think he's more okay. ruthless than Osimhen. Hundred percent. Right. Uh, that's that's my opinion. But I Ozyman, think we still have yet to see it at Juve, though, Fran. Like, like I mean, I know he came out and scored. You know, in the first game. Uh, he, he he facilitated the 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 um the own goal in the Coppa Italia. He scored in the first minute of the Champions League. I get that, but but I, I don't think he's his goal to match ratio has any is anywhere near his time at Fiorentina just yet. And I know it's only been what maybe just a little more than a handful of games that he's been at Juve. Right. But 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 you know, I'm expecting Vlahovic to come in and score hat tricks all day and 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 you know every game and and. Juve to be in first by now, you know what I mean? Like, like, so I'm not sure his impact has been fully seen at Juve yet. Um, and and I think I really think it says something about Osimhen's injuries and his unavailability. And you know, he like you know he just reached that 38 game mark for Napoli, which is a whole season. You know, right. it equates a whole yeah. season over two seasons. So. Um, um, when you get that one foot, like, like I would like to judge it when you get the, the full strength Ossiman versus the full strength Vlahovic in the same season. For sure. You know? And and also the other thing is like Vlahovic is a finisher for sure, but, but Ossiman creates his own chances. Oh, right. Vlahovic can't do that. Also, I think Ossiman has earned five penalties for us this season. Uh, yeah. Okay. So Possibly. I, you also have to, I, it's, it's either four or five for sure. Four. And maybe five. So it, it, it's that's basically five, four or five extra goals you can add because you know pretty much you can right. count those as goals or assists, whatever you want. I mean, if he was the penalty taker, he would have probably put all those in. If not, he's given them to Insigne. Either way, that I don't think I don't think Vlahovic earns nearly right. as many um, penalties and fouls as as Victor. So, um, and also the other thing about Victor, where it's like. You know, um, you, it's hard to punish a guy for getting headbutted in the face, you know? Yeah. Uh, and yeah. and also, the last thing I'll say is just, you know, Victor was basically living on the street till he was like 17. Blahovic grew up in Europe. He was in uh, European academies. I agree. Tech, he's probably tactically ahead of Victor, meaning I think he knows the movement of a striker and where to be to, to finish chances. That's the one area where I would say um, he's a little bit better than Victor, but that can be learned. What Victor mm -hmm. does cannot be learned. Right, that's all natural. You know, yeah. some of it's yeah. some of it's like his genetics. He's blessed. Gotcha. Yeah, you know, uh, just a piggy, just a piggyback off that. I want to read a comment from Fiorentina Suvi over here. Uh, let's remember, you can defend Vlahovic and shut him down. In order to stop Ozinem, defenders mug and batter mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. that's true. And where's the protection? I don't see. I don't see Osiman ever getting any protection from these referees. It's it's ridiculous. Sure. Yesterday was yeah. really bad. He was getting pulled. He was getting. Did you see that? Oh, you remember that? Um, uh, who was it? The one that kind of went up. He started holding his shoulder. Who, who yeah. was it that went up? Um, uh, what's his name? Shit, started with an F. Faroni. Faroni. The goal scorer, right? Right. Yeah, yeah I think it was yeah. Faroni. You know, I watched it a few times. Something like, what happened to Victor? And. If you see, it was the first angle they showed on the replay. The second angle you couldn't see because it was directly behind uh, Ferrone over there. But on the side, he puts his knee right under Ozinem's shoulder and then pulls back on it. 
I'm like, he was ready to dislocate this guy's shoulder. I was looking. I'm like, dude, dude this shit is so dirty what they're doing to these players, man. They can't hold them. And I, I, it, it's crazy. It's just sad to me. Just play the game, man. Let the guy live. You can tell when, when listen, when Cecchini, you know, knocked that ball into the stands with frustration. That, to me, was pretty much Verona's mood. And I asked Patrick Kendrick, you know, uh, earlier, was like, did it seem like maybe Verona was the emotional one and Napoli were the calm ones? Because I felt like it should have been the opposite, but it wasn't. Verona seemed the one to be a little aggravated at times. And I think what Cecchini did, that little act, to me, was the definition of the mentality of Verona in that game. Just angry. Just fucking angry people, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, it starts off with fucking coordinates bombing RF City. We'll get into that. All right? You're doing racist chants in the stands again. But, hey, that's never going to stop because welcome to Italy. That's how it goes. And then you do this. I'm so glad that uh, it was Di Lorenzo who noticed what was going on. I believe that was the thrown from Elmas. I, I think that second goal, or was it? No, it was from Di Lorenzo. The second. Oh, goal. the throwing. The throwing was from throwing. Elmas. I believe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That yes. So I'm so glad Di Lorenzo was able to kind of pick up Cecchinini. Just you know. I, I almost feel like that was that was like a planned like rehearsed move or something like that's him because it was almost like a, a play from the from the throw in almost like it had been rehearsed it was crazy ground, how fast so, yeah. yeah how fast Di Lorenzo got it almost reminded me of um you know that famous Liverpool goal where Alexander Arnold took the quick corner the corner to our, yeah know, yeah yeah different goal but just, that, just that quick thinking you know just that quick thinking earned the goal yeah right yeah, exactly. He was able to recognize that space. He ran right to it, he, awesome. off to the races, and it was like a cheeky little, you know, ground pass. The Victor backed up, little sweaty goal. Not, it wasn't. It wasn't the easiest finish either. It wasn't like really a tap in. Victor had to open up his body and, and sit right, back. Right. in right. first time, you know? on the far side. Exactly. Yeah. He is, you know, great goal. Great goal. Lots of fun. We won. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, on yeah. that. No, um, should we get to Beast? I know you said you had something you want to talk about with Fabian before we get to Beast, but we can, Fabian, we can do whatever we, you we want. Can, you know what? It's it'll it'll all kind of tie together. So okay, uh, Beast in a match, guys. Everybody in the chat, let me know. I think uh, a couple people. I saw one person uh, say one uh, his his close. wish. Yeah, I saw one. Yeah. All right. What do you guys think? Put it in the chat, man. Let us know. Here he is to save the day. Giovanni Di Lorenzo, ladies and gentlemen. Big time. Big time props. Lots, big time props. Lots of great players. Uh, we can talk about them, but oh, man, this, and again, Patrick Ken just said it himself on the broadcast, as well as the last, uh, the little segment that we did this afternoon. Guy's motor was running all game long. He did not miss a beat, he did not lose a step. This guy was running all over the field, and mm -hmm. he contributed to both goals. I have nothing else to say. What's unbelievable is that, um, you know, and again, Patrick brought this up on the little clip we did earlier. Uh, the guy was concussed, and three days later, back on the pitch, you know, um, to say that this guy isn't, I mean, you know, look at both of our defensive wings, you know, uh, just, just, Unbelievable 
uh, stamina and um, hustle and and work. The work rate is phenomenal. You know, there's an odd mess up here and there, sure, but um, you know, there's no doubt in my mind that Di Lorenzo is the best right back in Italy right now. Um, and you've seen it. You saw it at the Euros, and you're seeing it here now unfold this season. Um, you know, and and pretty much his entire tenure at Napoli is a huge coup from our, uh, you know, our scouting development and 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 um, I can't say enough good things about Di Lorenzo, honestly. Um, and in this match in particular, with the assist, you know, with the throw in uh, in the beginning for the first goal to throw in, um, uh, just the overall awareness on the pitch and just the things he does off the ball too, just just phenomenal stuff. Um, Hands down, beast of the match for me. Boys, what do you think there, uh, Vinny and DeFran? Uh, yeah, Di Lorenzo is, uh, would be my number one or or two, but probably more one. Uh, my other shot would have been probably uh, Angisa. But, okay, yeah, Di Lorenzo, Di Lorenzo was great. I, I, was, I was thinking, like, Angisa as his challenger just because, to be honest with you, haven't seen Angisa move the way that he moved with the ball at his feet. Uh, probably since the Inter game, which is the game that he picked up the injury, the right. flag away at San Siro. Because right. before that, he was in that run of form where, I mean, for a guy of his stature, like his mass, his height, he moves, man. He moves quick. His agility mm. is unbelievable. Um, so it's almost like when you have that speed and agility and have the strength and physicality as well, it's like a cheat code for a player in that position. It's crazy. But yeah, I, I saw him moving, you know, between two, three defenders, you know, effortlessly, smoothly, um, very technically. And again, it was impressive for a guy his size to be doing that. It was great. But um, yeah, Di Lorenzo was fantastic. Um, he, like I said before, with, uh, you, you know, playing Lobotka and Angisa, I think it gave Di Lorenzo that little bit more room to be an attacking threat, that little bit more room to to get into the box, carry it a little deeper than he has been last few games. And then, I mean, the composure that he had to cut onto his left foot a couple times rather than strike it with his right and, you know, maybe getting stuffed was just, I mean, it was beautiful to watch, to be honest with you. Vinny? Vin. Yeah, for me, D'Lo is beast of the match and probably Victor would be man of the match, you know what I mean? But for beast, sure. I'll give it to D'Lo. I think he deserves it. And but I do think Angisa is a good shout as well, especially in the first half. I thought he looked back to his usual, uh, you know, self who's just un, uh, you know an absolute beast. You know, you, there's no other way to describe Angisa either. You know, I mean, he's a beast himself. But uh, obviously, I think a lot of players had great performances in this game, and uh, many deserve credit. But I do think that uh, Dilo is a great shout for a beast of the match for sure. But had Rui scored that crossbar shot, given it to him. it to Mario Rui. To make a new that guy needs to get a goal this season. He needs yeah. a goal. Yeah, he's a hashtag Lanyanopoli for Rui this Lanyanopoli. game, right? I think we're up to eighteen now. Are we this season 18. alone? Yes, sir. Jeez, I believe so. Goodness. Oh 18. my God! We would have had eighteen more. We're goals. usually top of the Lenya table, you know. <laughs> yeah, we're always up there, huh? Yeah. Speaking of shots real quick, I just want to inform everybody. We got a new Twitter handle. I know there's a bunch of people in the chat. I want to get it out there while you're still here. Or if you're on our audio on a Podbean and where podcasts are, we switch things up a little bit. You know, as the show evolves, you know, we're getting smarter. We're getting better. Uh, we're receiving so much, so, so much support and we love it. Uh, but the new Twitter handle 
at Napoli Rant. This is going to be the Napoli Rant with Raf and Raf, of course, your host here. Um, so yeah, please share, subscribe, give us a like, give us a comment. Uh, the community is growing. It's amazing. I think like last week, three new clubs popped up on on, on the Northeast Coast. Amazing. Crazy. And we love every second. And we we here in the Raf and Raf Rant would love to support you guys as well. Uh, so if there's anything we can do, let us know. But in the meantime, at Napoli Rant on Twitter, please subscribe to our YouTube, the Raf and Raf Rant. We're gonna again, we're gonna make a couple tweaks, couple adjustments, some new things that we got planned for the future. It's gonna be awesome. We do it all for love, all for you guys. So please support us back. It'll be a huge, huge, huge help. Thank you. Let okay. me take this opportunity while you've while you've done that, Ralph, to address um, address a little bit of our audio podcast ventures. Um, right now, we are still posting our podcast to the Far From Vesuvius Network, um, but I have we have created the uh, not the Ralph the we had to change it today the Napoli rant with Ralph and Ralph um, uh, podcast channel. So. Um, right now we're on, you know, Podbean, which is how we distribute. Um, uh, I know we are on Google podcasts and, um, Spotify. Apple is still pending, I believe, but look for that. So you can, if you're listening on, on far from Vesuvius right now, uh, you can expect for us to continue to post there, but we're also posting on our own podcast channel and eventually probably, I would say before the end of the season to the beginning of the next season, we'll just be on our own podcast channel from there on in. So, uh, yeah, look for us. Um, just search Raf and Raf Rant, uh, Napoli Rant on your favorite podcast platform, and you'll find us. Uh, like I said, eventually for Apple users, we'll be there. Um, and that's one of the reasons why we're still posting on Far From Vesuvius because Apple is already established there. Um, and look for some, uh, you know, huh. this audio on that channel. And uh, more stuff, right, Ralph? We're gonna. Really oh man, it's coming along little, little by little, guys. We just, little by little, getting better and better. And with everybody's support, it really gives us the, the, the motivation, the encouragement to just keep doing more and more for you guys. So, but, uh, but thank you again. Back to the show, guys. Uh, Fabian, real quick, maybe we'll touch on Insignia right after that, and yeah. then and uh, probably Mertens too. Probably Mertens or the lack of Mertens, <laughs> rather. Um. I, real quick, Fabian and the golden left foot. I'm calling this piece. I just want to see more of it. He, we saw it instantaneously against Verona. He took a few, whatever. One was a save. One went a little wide. I don't care. I don't mind. He can miss a shot here and there. I'm fine with it. I want to see more Fabian left foot. That's it. That's all I got to say. Avanti doesn't, goes, doesn't he normally score with his right or is he a lefty? Isn't it his left foot? It's Isn't it the left? I, I believe it's his left. He's lefty. Yeah. Did yeah. he not take a shot with his left in the in the? But it was inside the box. That's why it was yes. easily, and easily it was handled save. by the keeper. Easily it was handled. a great listen. Listen, that thing had some pace to it. it no, it was a great save. Step. I'm just I'm kind of joking. It just the guy can't oh. score in the box for not for anything. Got, He's he an outside the box guy. You know, he took one with his right too when he caught onto it, and that's he, right. He didn't miss by much top corner far side, but he's he's a lefty. And then he also had he had the one that like you guys said got saved. He hit it a little central in the box, but he also had a shot with his left that got blocked. And if it didn't That's get true. blocked, I think it would have went in. To be honest, right. mm -hmm. yeah, or at least right, or at least hit or the target. It was on target at least. 
Yeah, at the least. I had something to say in regards to Fabian. It's, it's, first of all, I see a lot of people like online saying that, oh, Fabian played in the 10 in this game. No, no one played in the 10 in this game. In a 4-3-3, there is no 10. Did he is he's a Metzala who gets forward for sure? Absolutely. And he can maybe do it more so in the 4-3-3 when you have two other guys next to you. But he wasn't playing behind the strikers the way Zielinski does. Now, and so that's just one thing I wanted to clear up. And then another thing is like everyone's calling for him to play in the 10, which is fine. That's an opinion, but we haven't seen it yet. And I think I think that he's best either in the two-man mid or in the three-man as a Metzala. I don't I don't see Fabian really as a 10. I think Zielinski's much better suited to that role if we play with a formation where there is a number 10. Um even though obviously Zelinsky's past two games haven't been his best and he's been slightly out of form. I, I do think that he's better in that position. Um, but, you know, he can also play Zelinsky as a Metzala as well. If, if we decide to just stick with the four, three, three, I just, I just think a lot of people claiming that Fabian played in the 10 last game, you know, didn't, uh, didn't get that one. Right. I, I think that has a lot to do with his Spain under 21 days. Cause in that Spain under 21 team, they did play a four, two, three, one with him in the number 10 spot. And I think he won, I think he won the under 21s in that spot and was player of the tournament. Um, that's where the shout for him to come closer to the box comes from by yeah. Raf Pizarro when he was criticizing him when we first started this epic rant show. And um, uh, honestly, I, I, I couldn't agree more, man. I think I think uh, it's been a while since he's played in that role and 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 keeping in keeping the former role while changing to sort of a, a Medzala in the, in the four, three, three, like, right. like shifting in between those two uh, positions at a four, three, three really did suit Fabian. Well, um, he could have scored two goals, you know, and uh, you know, it, it'll come. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, again, if this four, three, three is working, just go with it, you know? And, oh, and, right. and, and, and I'm not against going back to the four, two, three, one with Zielinski coming back in, um, you know, but, but this is the beauty and I'll, you know, I, I'm going to confess and, and admit and concede of not playing in three competitions. You know, we have the options of, you know, on the bench, the team is pretty much healthy now. And, and, and now we can really change as we go. Right. You know what I mean? Right, uh, like you got the I whole week to plan, you know. Sure, I think the goal from here on out should be to get a, a, enough of a bench to be able to compete in more than two competitions or in in two competitions at least. But uh, for now, I mean, it is a blessing in disguise that we're out. I really wanted that UEFA Cup, but you know, whatever. You know, what are we gonna do? Now we can actually use our our team and use the full advantages of our five substitutions of our uninjured players. Um, and this is an example of of that, you know, being able to being able to adapt to our opponent. What do you think? Yeah, yeah join the dark side. Yeah. Hey, hold on, I'll join the dark side right now. <laughs> you imagine he just pulls out a Darth Vader helmet. I'll, like, oh, like, like, I'm I have like, a I have a Darth Vader hat on over there. Okay, get get Fran in on this too. Go Fran? ahead, Fran. What, what's your opinion? On Fabian, where his best spot is, or how he, um, anything. Mm -hmm. on Fabian. So how, where yeah, where would you like to see him? You know, 
were you satisfied with his performance this week and how you know on the formations and how it kind of like changed up you know his, his play oh yeah i mean everything that we did this weekend was was spot on in my opinion i think that two guys needed to see the bench bed and they both saw it thank god hold uh, that thought hold that thought I'll but, hold go that on. Thought. but yeah <laughs> i mean the two players that started allowed fabian to do his thing closer to goal uh which was great to see because fabian obviously closer to goal but not too close is lethal uh deadly um yeah he played fantastic i yeah i don't really see fabian as as, as a 10 necessarily because you could play a 4-3-3 with a little bit of a triangle with two yeah. holders and a guy yeah. sitting in front but yeah. i think when we played 4-3-3 it was a bit more flat with zielinski uh, not Zielinski, sorry, Fabian, sometimes dropping a little deeper um, to get the ball from deep and then orchestrate from deep, which is great because we know he's got the brains and the ability to do it. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, he's got the ability to get forward um, t- towards the edge of the box where that's where he's at his best in terms of uh, an attacking right. attempt for us. But no, his performance, oh, fantastic, fantastic. His uh, close dribbling was great. I was telling Vinny during the game, like, Fabian's another guy that moves that moves so interestingly. He moves differently, you know. He's mm-hmm. he's not that quick, but he, he it's so hard to take the ball off of him, even though he's not the fastest player. Um, the way he just protects it so close to him, sometimes so close to the sideline, he doesn't yeah. even need a lot of room, and he holds on to it, man. He's he's got a, a really really nice gift. He's like it's interesting. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, like it's right, like, like with like beefy legs, right? Yeah, no, yeah. I, I'm I'm with you there, Fran. I was it was it's. I'm glad you mentioned it because th- there was a point that I was watching Fabian. I'm like, look, I'm curious to know how he's gonna respond in a tight, tight spot because right. I, I wasn't always crazy about the way he defends on the counter attack. I'm still not. I'll give him that criticism, but I was curious to see what can he do in tight spaces, and he was able to hold his own uh, at, at the very least, not lose the ball i mean if you pass it out and you maintain possession fine that's okay i don't think he's gonna start you know doing some uh tricky stuff with his feet getting all around Nodinho on people but if he can protect the ball and not lose it hey good enough for me but uh, the the fact that he i i what i the, the most more more importantly I, I, I don't want to put all our eggs in one basket with Ozzy and him. That all we're going to do. We, and we, we yesterday we saw a little bit of it. They, they were sending these long balls to him instead of maybe keeping the play on the ground. They were just trying to get it out. We saw a lot of back passes to Ospina yesterday as well. When, you know, putting him, putting him in a difficult situation that I just didn't understand why. But, you know, when Ozzy and him can't get the job done, he's getting mugged by defenders. It's nice to have another option, another weapon that we can use. And I think Fabian Ruiz is that weapon, especially outside the box, especially times when we go against smaller clubs who kind of park the bus and it's just hard to kind of weave your way through. I mean, we can just start sending some shots 30 yards out. I don't know. But I want Napoli to have more than just one weapon in Victor Osinahem. I want him to have many. And I want the, the kid, even if the, they don't go in the net, all right, Fabian Ruiz had a few kicks yesterday that didn't go in the net. But the fact that he had them already kind of – it puts the defense on their toes. It's because now they – now they oh, we can't go too deep and, and just guard Ozinem. Now we got to watch for Ozinem, uh for Fabian Ruiz. And he was open a lot yesterday, and he mm-hmm. was calling for the ball, which is something also I want to see. Like, they got to communicate a little bit better, man. I, I think, you know, we saw Elmas that – 
could, could have gave a little quick through ball to to Insignia didn't happen. Um, a few of the times where Fabian calling for the ball and just not getting it. I mean, a little bit more communication. They don't have to go for the glory and send these balls like thirty feet over the over the net. Just talk to each. Get cheeky. That's what Spalletti said in the beginning of the season. He wants them to get a little cheeky. So get a little cheeky. Uh, we have the weapons to do it. What do you think about um, keeping the four three three and and interchanging Fabian and Zielinski in that role? I, I uh, yeah. Go, go ahead. ahead. I, I'll jump in real quick. I want to answer real quick, and then I'll let you guys have it because uh, even Patrick said it. Like I I I don't think we should just have one formation. I don't get that. No, I agree. Have a no, I agree. To kind of fall back on to switch it depending on depending on our opponents. I've said it in the past, so I'm going to I'm gonna die on that hill that I'll take Fabian Ruiz as a number 10 when we're lining up uh, maybe like a 4-2-3-1 or do something what, what Spalletti did this game against Verona with a 4-3-3. So I'm with it, Rafa, but i like to hear from our guests. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, 4-3-3 is second nature to this team, and we clearly have the players for it, as well as 4-2-3-1, which we've now been playing for, you know, quite successfully for our two seasons now. So I think if we can just be able to interchange seamlessly between these two and you, you know, and depending on who's in form, if Zelensky and is really in form, maybe we do the four, two, three, one. If it, if he's a little out of form or we need a little bit more defensive solidity, you do the, the four, three, three. I mean, the four, three, three is the one way to get Lobotka, Angisa and, and Angisa together. Uh, yes, together. Yes, so yes. I think in games like, you know, away at Hellas Verona, where, you know, it's, they're going to be pressing and it's going to be really physical maybe go to 4-3-3 and in games maybe where like next week at home against Udinese, maybe that's more of a 4-2-3-1 type of game, you know, and be, and, or, or sometimes even within all you got to do is make one change and you can switch even within the same game. So sure. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think, uh, you know, we should, we should be able to interchange with both formations and I'd yeah. be happy with that. Yeah. Fran, you agree? Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I think that being able to interchange with the 4-2-3-1, 4-3-3 uh, is definitely a good thing. I mean, we always uh, complained with Gattuso that we didn't seem to have a plan B. We only had one plan with, you know, one way of play, one formation mostly. Uh, this season, we've seen a couple. Obviously, the back three against Cagliari uh, didn't work great. Um, I don't think that's in our DNA. Like Eitano said, I know he's not here. He left early, but um, we're made to be, you know, play more an aggressive way. We're not made to really sit back and counter. I mean, yeah, we can do that with those men, but we've kind of proven time and time again that consistently it doesn't work for us as well as the press. So I think that, you know, our wingers with the pace that some of them have combined with Ozyman's pace, uh, we should be pressing. But having a couple formations definitely uh, doesn't hurt at all to have the 4-3-3, 4-2-3-1, bounce back and forth, you know, and maybe – play with different personnel, tweak the personnel just a bit in the between the two formations, uh can't do us any harm. So I'm 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 with all that. Uh shout out to, again to everybody in the chat for participating today, man. You guys are always the best here. Uh we had a few people had to kind of step out. I get it. People got work, people got things. But uh if you are still in here, I highly recommend you stay till the end today because we may or may not have some special footage. <laughs> 
Wow. That's all, all I'm right. going to say. That's all I'm going to say, guys. That's, That's all I'm going to say. Stick, stick with the end. We're almost there. Stick to the um, end. All right. We, we'll the climax. Say five, we'll the climax. We'll start, yeah. We'll, we'll start. Right. Right. Kind of is at the, the end. The climax. I like the volcano I'm sure it was the climax. All right. But yeah, like you're going to want to stick to the end. I see 11 people in 12 now. Hey. Let's go. I'm like, oh, shit. If there's 12 in the chat, we better have You don't want to miss the end of the rock rant. You don't want to miss the end of the rock rant. I want 12 likes. I want 12 shares. Cause yep. you yeah. got it. it's why we were late. So it's worth the wait. All right, guys. Uh, but I want to talk about one more thing because we're getting to that hour mark. Um let's go to Cheeto, man. Where 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 is Cheeto? Where's Cheeto? I asked Patrick. He even, you know, he had his opinion on it, but he's not he quite even, sure. He doesn't either. know. Nobody really yeah. knows. Nobody really, really knows. Know. I was listening to Joe Fischetti. I know Dan kind of Dan Bowen, I love the guy, but you know, he kind of went off a little bit on a rant too about certain conspiracies and shit. I don't really buy into it, but sometimes you think though, like, what's going on though? Like, this is Napoli's all-time goal scorer. He didn't even see a minute in Verona. I mean, he's seen practically nothing over the past few games. Guys, what say you, man? Where's Cheeto? Oh, Chris Brent. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what the take was for the Verona match. Maybe um the fact that you know, the game was physical and maybe Spalletti didn't want to uh, take a risk with him being brought on and then, you know, getting a late injury. So he figured, I screw it, we'll put on uh, the bulldozer instead. But um, I think that even more question marks are going to come up now that Petania looks like he pulled up with a little bit of a muscular injury um, because now it's like Spalletti's hand is kind of almost, uh, is almost forced mm-hmm. into right. something on, you know, if he wants to make a, a striker substitution. It's like who are you gonna sub on now besides besides Dries? Um, I you. guess I guess in the middle of the park you could argue like if Zielinski is gonna get benched, you could put Fabian there, so it doesn't have to be Dries. And then mm-hmm. when you look out wide, like I guess the argument he's a, he doesn't have the legs in him to come on as a winger anymore or to put in sixty minutes as a winger. But yeah, now with Betania going down, it's gonna be pretty interesting to see what happens. But you know, at the same time being eliminated from competitions um and now making us play once a week it's like on on in the, on that note on that side of the coin it's like maybe we're not going to see much of him from here on out unless more guys go down so but in terms of like the conspiracy theory with the contract i have no idea i mean i, I don't think it would be that petty um i hope not i mean geez like i can't imagine that i can't I imagine just, yeah. that not even for a little bit I can't. Yeah, I can't. I can't either. I don't think yeah. they had. It was one person's take, you know. But still, like. No, I and mean, and I respect I respect Patrick's take because it's it's a educated take, you know. When when you when you really think about it, this is how football is. You got a player who either a is on a bonus in goals or what have you, uh, b out of contract, so you know, or or has some sort of a silent agreement, you know, w- within that's not been reported. Or see, uh, you know, just just kind of like on the outs. So what's the point in playing? But 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 not for Dries Mertens, man. Like like to me, Mertens is above all of that stuff. You know what I mean? And has already decided to take a lesser wage to stay with Napoli. Has uh, publicly and 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 come out and saying that he doesn't want to be anywhere else. He's gonna name his son Cheeto for Christ's sake. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, you don't just sit a player that wants that for the club that wants to stay and, 
and give himself the way he like listen the the bottom line is you know he's going to be 35 and he might not be able to do it the way he used to do it but he wants to do something and give something you know i i don't see cheeto like like if this is the end of the run for cheeto i don't see him sitting because of a row with the club i can't i can't imagine that that's what it is i hope um not. No, I can't. Yeah, I have I have some thoughts on this. First of all, it's like um, I don't I don't believe that conspiracy theory either. I think that uh, ADL's main priority is us finishing in Champions League, and and right. obviously, if we could win the Scudetto, I think that brings an extra twenty five million. So to 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 say not to use a tool that could earn you either the Champions League money or the Scudetto money, even if you think that that's all ADL is after, I just it's a bit counterintuitive anyway. As for whether or not ADL will renew Mertens, I'm not convinced that he will. That's a different discussion. But even if ADL has in his mind that he's not going to renew Mertens, I still don't think he told Spalletti not to play him. I um, don't either. I don't think he's that yeah. type of person that's going to no. do that. Yeah, and and I think that I think that ADL, you know, he knows that he bought Cheeto Mertens for 13 million euros and that he's given plenty back for, for oh, what yeah. he paid. Oh, yeah. So I don't think that, a, even though there's a lot of ADL haters out there, I don't think he's that petty. Really, I don't. Well, also, Vin, yeah. I, I, you know, why would he Why would he instruct Spalletti to not play Mertens? You can't because let's just say let's just say he's got some sort of a vision of where he's going to be next season, and it's not Napoli. He's going for free. So it's it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't hurt Napoli any for him to play say he plays and gets hurt that that hurts the deal with cheeto and the next team doesn't hurt napoli to have him sit on the bed like like i mean it doesn't hurt napoli to have him out on the pitch and possibly get hurt uh you know so so it just you're right i'm agreeing with you in that adl has absolutely not instructed spalletti to 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 bench him that's in my opinion and 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 so yeah i just want to say like i I, the reason i think we haven't been seeing him as much is 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 mostly down to spalletti i think that um if you look at spalletti's career you know he always played the 4-2-3-1 mostly and the players that he's played in the number 10 position are like nangolan perota you know midfielders who are even more uh defensive than Zelinsky. and so to me the whole thing of oh People, why isn't he playing Mertens in the 10? It's just like he was never going to play a guy like Mertens in the 10. And so I think that Spalletti sees him simply as a backup number nine. And I think that, you know, when Osimhen's fit, he's going to be very much preferred. And sometimes in games like Hellas Verona, he'll even go to someone like Petania over Mertens as a sub because, you know, he's just physical. And towards the end of the game, you could hoof the ball up to Petania. Theoretically, he holds on to the ball, etc. Now, who's a better player? Even right, I think at 50 years old, Mertens is a better player than Petania. But I think that um, I think that it's it's mostly Spalletti's choice. And and um, you know, I guess while we're doing this well, we have to respect it, even though it does suck. And I, I really think that Mertens is a huge uh, part of this team, even in the locker room, as someone with, down here was saying in the comments. And I hope that I mean, for me, whether or not he renews next year, I would love him to just stay a part of this club, you know, and be our I would love Mertens as our Zanetti or, or figure, you know, like between yeah. the, between the the management and the players. I think he's the perfect guy for that role. But uh, yeah, anyways, that's pretty much all my thoughts on on Mertens. I'm pretty sure I heard that Mertens does not wish to hold a management position 
uh, after his career. I think he wants to be the dad, the you know, right. the husband, the dad, wh- which is respectable, and I understand and 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 completely agree. But that just means he's going to stay in Naples. And yeah, but you Robert, know, do you, you know think that he meant? Do you think that he meant he doesn't want to be a head coach, or he just doesn't want to at all? Because I interpreted that and as to the club, possibly, you know, right? that's, that's yeah. Like yeah. The Zanetti role, he could totally be a dad. Yeah. And like, it's not like he's, you know, got the pressure on him or, sure. or you know, like, the, like the Neved and Zanetti role. I feel like he could, he, he could, he could kind of do both, but you know, maybe it's wishful thinking on my part. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. hundred percent. I think it was like two, three games ago, Pasquale, he asked, which recent match yeah. did that cheater was, was on the, the sidelines giving the Sharks and McCorba? Yeah, the Lazio game. Was yeah. the Lazio he, game. Was, he was, you know, telling them what to do for the, for the winning Almas. goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almas natural. Though. It's a natural, it's natural yeah. leadership. It really is. And we all know that if it, if he was a couple years younger and still starting, that he'd be the, the, the predecessor for the, the, the armband. You know, for yeah, sure. his arm absolutely, absolutely. I know we're gonna move on. I know I'm sure you showed this already, Raf. I, I didn't c- catch it, but I just want to read this out loud and yeah, uh, everybody hear it in the back. Okay. No, I know one of the medical staff follows me on Twitter, and I for the life of me, I can't remember his name. It starts with a Z. If anybody remembers what his name was, Petania getting hurt is inexcusable. I want a clean house with the physio staff by Gianluca Spinelli, but in my thoughts and, and my mind as well. Thank you very much for bringing that out, Gianluca, because this is spot on. Inexcusable. Petania, who barely sees time anymore, should not be pulling up with a freaking muscle injury, man. That inexcusable. Absolutely horrific. Horrific. And I know it's probably not going to cost us a lot because it's a Pitania and whatever, but, but this is, this is the truest statement I've seen this entire night. It's, 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 it's absolute BS. And I'm done with that rant. <laughs> I'm with you. According to Peter, they're with you. We all know it's probably Carmine back there, you know, uh, Carmine's got to Carmine, you know, if he Carmine, he had to do those medical minutes. He would be up to like six hours by now. <laughs> would yeah, not he, he, needs, he needs to be hired. He needs to be hired by the team, Carmine. But please. You I know? mean, I he'll do it for free for the love of God, just to right. get these yeah. keep these guys out. We got an Amazon Prime them over there. <laughs> Word. Over there overnight. Uh, I got no cool closing music tonight, guys, but I want to give you an opportunity to plug anything or uh, shout anybody out, man. Uh, what are you going to eat tomorrow? Uh, tell me. you know. Let us know. Actually, I think tomorrow we might be uh, going uh, to Mr. Carm's uh, neighborhood. He wants us yep. to go and uh, see his little area of the city. So I think we'll be heading down and uh, talking, you know, talking Napoli like always. Love it. Love it. Fran, I mean, how's how – are you gonna on a scale of one to ten? How, how how's uh how's uh Canada right now for you? Oh dude, I mean it broke the scale, man. <laughs> broke the <laughs> and you yeah, you dude. still have six days left there, don't you? Five, I got five, I got four. I leave okay, Saturday four. morning, but I have the rest of the week. It's not um, even old. It hasn't just be it's just begun, my friend. It's yeah. just begun. We ain't even halfway there, man. You're gonna um, see how they party midweek. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll see it on St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day. Yeah. We're gonna see it hey, on- hey, I know all, my birthday is That's St. your Patrick's birthday, Day. bro. I, I, know, yeah. I know all about Happy it. Happy birthday, bro. Rafa. Come on, everyone. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. 
prematurely, but I booty. Like I'm younger than yeah. you. Look at the hair, man. Look at the difference. People. <laughs> Some people are just blessed. What can you say? Yeah, I tell people I'm gonna be 39, and they're like, "Not with that hair, you're not." No. Share <laughs> the love, Rafa. Send some over here. You, yeah, uh, listen, you can have it, man. <laughs> take it. Six me months. And, me and Bizarro back. need some donations, buddy. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. I need a little ponytail, <laughs> a little Steven Seagal look on, or oh, something, gosh. man. <laughs> Hell, I'll shave and give you guys some of it. You can Seriously. use it. You know? <laughs> Fill in some patches, or I gotta even out this. Uh, I guys, but, uh, uh, I'm I'm a little screwed though because of the the, the faceless uh, NFT by Steve K. Moore. Thank you very much for that, by the way. Yes. Check out Ralph Bizarro and myself's Twitter. You can you can see the faceless uh, uh, that he did for us, which we appreciate. I can't cut my hair anymore, man. Nope, I'm screwed. You're stuck. You're I stuck. I made a pledge to cut it in the in the in the spring, and now. I have to go back on that because listen, I got a faceless. What am I supposed to do? Right. Cut my hair? No way. Something we say in film and, and stuff is that you know the most iconic people are those who you can recognize just from a silhouette. And mm-hmm. you know, Rafa, Rafa qualifies. You're 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 an icon. <laughs> no, no, yes. Like Mickey Mouse, you can see him a mile, you know, just the silhouette. Yeah, 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 you're right. No, it's you're right. The, you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're, we're gonna, yeah, with all these new tweaks that we're doing, we're gonna have to put a clause in the Rafa's new yeah. contract. Like, much air, Rafa Rispo, the Mickey Mouse of Napoli Twitter. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Uh, Listen, um, really fast because we have to go, right? Rafa, yes, yes. Um, Verona came out with this banner, the Kurva Sud banner, right? Uh, let's talk about that. Let's touch on that real quick. Ter- terrible banner, terrible banner. Um, you know, at a time, listen, when people, you know, they, 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 they did the whole cholera thing, you know, they did Co- the whole, bro, they did COVID, Brescia, they did COVID, I didn't forget yeah. about that shit, dude, it, it, the, the, the absolute lack of class, but Verona comes out with a tweet saying we're for peace or whatever. We for um, peace. We, we for, for peace. peace. Well, if you for peace, then peace you'll shit. ban Kurva Sud. You'll you'll ban Kurva Sud for the rest of the season. You'll um, confiscate these, uh, you know, uh, uh, and they're they're not in the stadium, so they can't really do much about that. But you know, you'll you'll close the Kurva Sud. You'll you'll do you'll you'll find the people who are doing the racist chance all games to all three of our black players, which is ridiculous, disgusting, absolutely disgusting. Gross. And you'll and you'll just you know make a statement, man. You'll you'll be you'll Verona, cause cause listen, it, I I know better than everybody. It's a, it's a section of idiot fans who just make yes. it worse for everybody else. I'm not calling out all Verona, is it? I'm not no. calling out the club, but I'm calling on the club to do something about it. I think Verona, what they do to respond, and I, you know, I'm sure we're giving them a lot of shit. But they're they're blocking a lot of Napoli accounts on Twitter, and that to me says you just don't care. You say you care, but you don't care. You just don't want to hear it from us because we're the victims here, which which we are. Let's just yep. call it spade a spade. Um, it's it's disgraceful anyway. But at this point in time, when there is actual war going on, and you're going to use the Russian and Ukraine flag as part of this banner. And you're gonna sign it, Kurva Sud. It's like, it's disgusting. It needs to be stopped. I don't care if it's in the stadium or not. You need to stop it. 
and City A needs to do something about it. And 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 this is, I think, where the where the the line is drawn. Like I think this is has to be where the line is drawn because the whole league for how long now have been promoting no war, stop war, peace, this and that. You have got to do something about it. I don't care if it was in the stadium or not. It must be done. Agreed. Touch on it real quick. I'll, I'll close up the show. If uh, I think wanna... sometimes images can speak louder than words, if you know what I'm saying, uh, Bizarro. I do. We all do. Yeah. Well, in that case, uh, thank you to Vincenzo, to Francesco, uh, for, for coming out with us tonight, man. It was certainly a pleasure. As always, Francesco. Uh, enjoy the rest of your time up in Canada. Thank you to Patrick Kendrick earlier today for coming on, sharing his thoughts like right before you had to go call the Lazio game, which I thought was wow. awesome. Uh, so shout check out, out on YouTube. Chat. Yeah, check it out on YouTube, please. It is there. We have the link on our Twitter and the new handle at Napoli Rant. Um, the audio is going up very right after this uh, broadcast is over. We'll put the audio up. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, thank, thank you guys for having us. Um, Great uh, always, always a pleasure. Great We're currently going to do it again uh, soon. Yep. Thank you. Thank you so much. Again, shout out to the chat. We had 12 people in there waiting patiently. We got a couple more off. Oh, we are up to 15 now. So guys, oh boy. Let me let me just send out regarding because it, it you know I, I saw that banner. You saw the name of the show today. It was Forts of the Coordinates. Um uh guys, you know, they they talk about None Neapolitans being sensitive, but what other fan base has to go through shit like this? All right. It started in Brescia with COVID. Nobody nobody caught abuse, but the Neapolitans did. Brescia in Lombardy, ground zero of COVID in Italy. Okay. And now we got banners in Verona. Listen, there's some banter and there's some things like you just this is war, man. People are yeah. literally being killed. You're sitting in a fucking stadium watching soccer. Look how lucky you are. How dare you say some things like this? Yeah. And yeah. If- Sorry, oh. I was gonna I was gonna chime in and 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 go back to what you said, Bizarro. Like, I'm cool with banter for sure. Like, I'm cool with shit talk. I like that. Um, I think it's part of the game. It makes the game interesting. I love the drama off the field in the sport. I think it's it's cool. It makes the games more intense and stuff. But it's different when like innocent people are being killed. For realistically, no reason. Uh, mm. At the end of the day, it's about money, greed, power. That's just unnecessary, right? right? Mm. And uh, people are, you know, going to bed fearful for their lives. People are hiding. People are leaving. They don't know where where they're gonna end up. They don't know when they're gonna be able to go back to their country. Uh, people just want to have, like, be able to live their lives, go to work every day, provide for a family, um, and you know, go back to their families. So. You know, it's it's definitely disgusting when when you think of it like that, um, that people are, you know, innocent people are fearing for their lives every day, every night, going to bed, hearing noises that, you know, that terrify them now and stuff. And they don't know where they'll be come come next morning. It's that's just not you know, it's just not cool, man. Just not cool. It's just just not cool. cool. And I'm I'm glad you said your final thought uh, from because we, we, we need to set an example. And I think you did. Because the message really is to make love, Uh, not war. (laughs) Good night, guys. Ciao, belly. Have a good night, guys. Forza Napoli sempre. Ciao, ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao.